0: You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode.
1: Hello, hello. You're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley. Today, we are on episode 206. Uh, Sunday is going to be Mother's Day, so make sure that all of you reach out to your mothers, wish them a happy Mother's Day. For all you mothers out there, we thank all of you for doing what you do and raising children, giving birth to children. It's a, it's a tough job. I can't speak to it. Obviously, it's, uh, I'm a man, so I, I can't, I can't speak to that, but I know I'm grateful for, for all the mothers out there, especially those of you that listen. I know a lot of our following is uh, women, which is not surprising to me. Coming from the home inspection profession, uh, most of the time it was the women that, that were more concerned about mold or home inspections and defects. The men are. We're men. We we think we can fix everything and nothing's that big of a deal. And so thankfully we have all you mothers and women out there. Um, you don't have to even be a mother to be uh, obviously a woman that cares about mold in, in your home. So so once again, uh, happy Mother's Day to all of you on this coming Sunday. Today's topic, and this is a question I get asked all the time, and it is we can't find any black mold. Does that mean our home is healthy? It's something that seems to give people a false uh, sense of security that going back to husbands for a lot of us, a lot of times our wives come to us and say, Hey, you know, there's something, there's this noise I'm hearing, or there's something in the car, there's whatever it is. And as I said, most of us men are like, Oh, it's fine. Hopefully when it comes to mold, you're not like that, but it's, it's common you know, to hear my clients say, yeah, you know, we, we, we can't see any visible mold. I talked to my husband, and he says he can't see it or smell it, so we're good. And it's a question that, like I said, is it's a very serious subject that you shouldn't just ignore. So I wanna, you know, talk about the the things we do as professionals and then obviously my opinion as to what goes on or what should go on, if you think you have mold but you can't see it, or if you can see mold but your tests don't look too terribly bad, or that's what your inspector tells you. So those are things we're going to tackle in today's episode. I know for the last two weeks, I've I try to keep these episodes around 15 minutes, um, but for the last two weeks, I've been going over. So I apologize. Sometimes I, I get off on a little bit of a rant. As you all very well know, my wife is very busy uh, running her business, so I don't have somebody... Doing the podcast with me that kind of nudges me and is like, hey, you know, we got to wrap things up. So I do apologize if I I get a little bit long-winded. So here's the scenario. You had a mold inspection done and the inspector didn't find any mold. So does that mean there isn't a mold concern? No, not at all. One thing that you're going to hear me say quite often, and I will always be very big on this, is mold affects everyone differently. What might make you sick might not make your wife sick or your husband sick or your children sick. What makes your children sick might not make you sick. What might make your elderly parents sick might not make you sick. Keep that in mind. It's no different than in anything with a human body. We all react differently to many things. That's crucial to remember that mold affects all of us differently. And just because you're not getting headaches, you're not you're not irritable, you don't have a runny nose, sore throat, don't just poo-poo it away and say it's not mold. That's 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 a misconception that I, I really wish that we could really educate people about that mold affects everyone differently. It's just like allergies. You know, some some of us didn't have allergies as children. As you get older, a lot of people do develop allergies. Some people have allergies their entire lives. There are some people that are allergic to shellfish. There are some that are allergic to peanuts. I mean, it's we're all different. So keep that in mind. Just because your mold inspector didn't find any concerns or any mold per se in the air test, doesn't mean everything's fine. And so that that brings something up. If you're an inspector, you're mold specialist, you know, sometimes they're called assessors, indoor air quality specialists, industrial hygienists. Depending on where you live, we have different regulations everywhere. But out here in Utah and Wyoming, we're not regulated, which not to get off on a tangent, has its pros and cons. You know, sometimes it's good to have the government involved. Sometimes there's a lot of overreach. I personally, I'm obviously certified insured. We don't have licensing. So um when it comes to general contractor in the cities that we do work in, I'm a licensed general contractor also. But as far as mold, indoor air quality, home inspections, mold inspections, radon testing, we are not regulated. I'm, like I said, I'm certified and all that, but you know, that's why I kind of feel like everybody else should be. But on the other hand, um, you know, it is what it is. But if you're a mold inspector or your indoor air quality specialist, they give you the the lab results. They come in, they do the inspection, they run air tests. They get back to you, they get the lab results and, and they say, Hey, Jane, everything looks great. There's no stachybotrys. You know, all the molds that we found in the air are the same as they are outside. So no worries. Don't always believe that. Now, if that inspector or specialists say there's no mold on the inside. I question the expertise and the testing method and the everything, actually, I would question because mold is naturally present. If I was to to send a, a sample off to my lab and their report came back as all zeros that there was no mold, unless it was for quality control, which we do do, it's something I've probably not talked about ever, when it comes to radon testing and to air mold testing. We do have quality assurance. We send blanks is what they're called just to make sure our lab is, is accurate too. If it literally was not for quality control and my lab sent me back a report where the inside samples showed nothing, there was something wrong. And that doesn't mean the lab was wrong. It could have been that we didn't take the tape off of the aerosol cassette. I mean, it Maybe the pump wasn't working right. Maybe the pump wasn't calibrated. Keep that in mind. If you talk to somebody and they say, yep, you're good. There was no mold, please, please hire somebody else or reach out to me. I, I will have lots of questions for you. And, you know, not that I enjoy that, but I, I do enjoy helping people out. I do not enjoy other specialists that are incompetent. Keep that in mind. That mold is naturally present inside homes. And I say this all the time, mold infestations are not. Going back to your inspector says everything looks good. So that you just assume, hey, yeah, you know, you're good to go. The symptoms you're having, runny nose, headaches, whatever symptoms you're having, especially when you're inside the home, those are not being caused due to mold concerns because your inspector or your assessor, whoever it was that did the testing, said it was fine. And your spouse is like, yep, see, it's not mold. That is not true. And I'm not trying to cause any arguments with anybody, but there are a lot of factors that you have to take into consideration when your lab report looks, well, what I would say, acceptable. We've talked about that. There, There's really no guidelines as to what is acceptable and what's not. You know, there are things with stachybotrys, the black mold, it's automatically a fail. But on the other hand, if there was just a trace of stachybotrys, is that a lab reporting issue? And is it, it's not that they're making it up, but all these things are analyzed under a microscope. You know, different mold types have different looks to them. And I'm not a microbiologist, but I would imagine it's not always easy to differentiate what mold types are there, especially, you know, if you have a lot of different mold types on the sample. But another thing to keep in mind is if you only did air testing and you your professional says everything looks good. One concern I always have is different mold types have different consistencies. And you know some are, some are heavier, some are stickier, they're tackier, they adhere to surfaces. Stachybotrys, the toxic mold, is one of those that is a heavier, stickier mold. And so it's not as common to find those in air tests and not to get off on our tangent, but I talk about it all the time. This is why you need a professional inspection done before you do any mold testing, because we want to, if we, if I come in and I, I, do my mold inspection and your home looks fabulous. Let's just say I mean it was it was built by the best contractor out there and we don't see any concerns, no mold-like substances, humidity's not elevated, like everything looks really really good. There still could be stachybotrys in there and I won't pick that up if I only do an air test. And it is because that stachybotrys, those mold spores are typically not going to be in the air they're sitting on top of a desk or baseboard or a bookshelf. So keep that in mind. And I, a lot of my clients and a lot of you might be asking yourselves, well, Steve, please explain to me how, if it's not picked up in the air sample, how it can make you sick. Well, when we do the air sample, there's lots of conditions. You know, we, we try to test what I would call under normal conditions in the home. But I'm not going to sit at your desk and write or type on your computer. I'm not gonna sit at your dinner table and eat a meal, not gonna sit on your toilet. Like there's things that I'm not doing that could stir up those mold spores. Now, we don't want to cause any indoor air quality concerns, so that's why we don't go through the house with a broom and just kick everything up. And it brings up too the ERMI testing. You know, ERMI testing is a dust sampling type Or method of testing. And there's no, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But when we do dust per se sampling, we use tape lifts. You now some people, some professionals use swabs. I personally, I'm not a fan of swabs. And the reason is, is it's hard to analyze that under a microscope. So a tape lift for us is always easier. My point is, is that you can't just go off of an air test and conclusively say everything's good. On the other hand, you, you can't just look at the results and say, well, everything's fine. Our professional says it's fine, you know, but I know there's mold issues. Well, you know, at that point... We have to do something a little different. And so the question that, that I would probably get is, what if there isn't visible mold and the air tests show that there's not a concern, but we want to rule that out? Like, what do we do? Well, you can dive deeper into the home. Did your specialist, did they use an infrared camera? Did they do any wall cavity testing? Did they use a moisture meter? Did they use a, a hygrometer or a the humidity gauge? There are a lot of things that you can do to dive a little bit deeper. And my point is, is sometimes you have to do that if it's warranted and sometimes it's not warranted. But on the other hand, don't, don't just think and get discouraged. Like, you know, I think I have mold sickness, but I've spent this money for a specialist to come out run some tests. They came back and said, yeah, everything looks good. They did a visual inspection. They said, yeah, everything looks good. Don't get disappointed and go, well, it's not that. Because like I said, we can, we can dive a lot deeper into those concerns. And does that mean we have to spend a lot more money? No. If it's your home, there are a lot of things that we can do that are a little bit more invasive for, for the mold inspection side. Like we can pop a few baseboards out. We can maybe pull a baseboard off, drill a hole and use a bore scope to look inside the wall cavity. There are things we can do to dive a little bit deeper. To answer that question, you know, you, you you had an inspection, everything looked okay. You had testing done, everything looked okay. There's still more you can look into if you believe it is a mold issue. Now, on the flip side, what happens if you get your air test results back and they they come up with Stachybotrys. There are high counts of uh, Penicillium, Aspergillus, Cladosporium, catomium. Like there's a, there's just a ton of mold types and and elevated counts. And your specialist says, yeah, we couldn't find anything, but these air tests do not look good at all. What do you do then? Well, there's obviously several different ways you can approach that. Did the lab get the wrong? samples. And as crazy as that sounds, we fill out what's called a COC. It's a chain of custody. And it's literally like police departments use it. The FBI, when you have evidence, you fill out a chain of custody. And what that chain of custody is, is when I fill that out, I'm writing down where these samples came from, who obtained those samples, what time they were obtained, how long, if it was an air test, how long it was ran, where it was ran. Those samples didn't leave my hands until they literally were handed over to FedEx. Then, when the lab gets that, the lab technician, or the company... They sign that saying these are the samples. I don't know what the labs protocols are, but I'm sure they have very strict protocols to make sure that the samples sent by CNC contractor services from XYZ house in Wyoming, the results or the, the samples that were read and the results given to me. Can it happen that what the results were that were given to me came from a house in Ohio or Florida? Absolutely. But that's. Once again, that could be either the inspector or that could be the lab. So you got to keep that in mind. But on the other hand, they could have came from from that property or from your home. So you're saying, well, we couldn't find any mold. The mold inspector said the humidity's fine. His infrared camera didn't pick up anything. Like what what's going on? Well, there's obviously something going on. So you can you can dive deeper, like we talked about earlier. Or and this is my recommendation, and depending on your specialist. I'm not going to speak for them, but I know for myself and my company, if we had something like that happen and I legitimately felt that there was not concerns with your home, but the lab is, or the results are telling me different, I would work out something with you that, hey, we're not going to do a full inspection again. Do you want to just pay my lab fees and my shipping and let's just run a couple more tests in the same places and see what happens. Then if they come back similar Then we can say, "Hey, all right, we're gonna have to dive deeper into this. You know, it might get as extreme as we have to do flood cuts just to see." So there are options, and I guess that's my point. Like, don't take what you're initially told and and take that to the grave. It's you never know. It's no different than a cancer diagnosis. If you're diagnosed with cancer, and I never have been, but I'm sure some of you that are listening, I'm sure it was devastating, and I'm sure you probably went to a, a different doctor, cancer doctor, and got a second opinion. I would imagine that's standard procedure. So look at mold the same way. Do not just take the information initially told by you and take that to the bank. It just, you just never know. And sometimes it's the mold professional. And you know, once again, there's a lot of us that are great at what we do. There's a lot of people, and I'm not saying they're intentionally doing it. They just don't have the experience and they might not have the knowledge. So make sure if you, if your gut's telling you that, that something's wrong, but the inspector or specialist and the lab report's telling you otherwise, don't just believe it. Dive a little bit deeper. That's that's why we do consultations. That's why I do this podcast. Because a lot of times we get told something and we think it's not mold. And, you know, five years down the road, you finally get a Functional medicine doctor involved, and you do medical testing for mycotoxins, and you find out actually the whole time you were sick, it was a mold concern. Keep that in mind. So, what's my call to action? It's going to be the same thing I talk about all the time. Take 10 minutes, go through your home, and look for visible mold. Visible mold can look like the mold that's on your cheese or your bread, or it could actually look like just discoloration. There's a lot of times up in an attic or in a crawl space dormant or non-viable mold growth literally is black, doesn't mean it's black mold, but it's it looks almost like not really a marker, but a smudge mark. And so you don't know. I mean it you don't know till you test it. My point is this is go through and make sure you don't have anything that you think could be mold. And if you think it can be Obviously, you can go down that road to get a specialist in there to do a tape lift or whatever. But one thing uh, that I wanted to uh, also promote, and I don't talk about it a whole lot. So we have, we obviously have a Facebook page. It's CNC, so Charlie Nancy Charlie, Contractor Services. You can find us on Facebook. We don't blow up your Facebook feed. I only post once a week. It's similar to the emails that I send out. It's just a little bit of information, little picture maybe a link to our website or something, but it's simple. We're, we're not blowing up your feed. It's, you're not going to see something from, from CNC contractor services every day. Besides holidays, for the most part, we literally post every Thursday. So go to our Facebook page, make sure you like our page. We do have quite a following and it's, it's starting to gain steam, but our biggest thing is, is a lot of people just don't interact. And, I don't know if people are just scared or just shy, but do us a favor. And if if you go to uh, our CNC page, you can follow us all obviously on Facebook or Instagram. Make sure you interact. You know, if we post something you like, say, hey, you know, I really like that, Steve. What about this? You know, get engaged and ask questions. You know, we, we understand that, we can't charge you for everything we're going to help you with. If you have questions, feel free to reach out. If I have the time, I will do everything I can to respond to you. I appreciate you listening. Today was episode 206. And remember, Sunday is Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. Have a great day